Hello and welcome to the first episode of Horoscope Witch. It's your girl Mal. Uh, Not sure exactly about the title of this podcast, but if you follow me on Twitter, you know I was having some issues with the title, which we'll talk about in a second. But whatever this thing is called, if you're here and you're listening to this first episode, thank you so much. I'm hoping that this podcast can just be a place for us to discuss not only astrology and tarot cards and all things witchy, but I also want to talk about religion, spirituality, society, women's issues, politics, etc., etc. So if you're interested in this kind of conversation, just keep on listening and uh in this episode, I really, really want to go in depth about Mercury retrograde. I cannot tell you how many texts I've gotten from people I know and people I don't even know who have been like, hey, Mal, why do I feel like shit right now? What's happening in the stars? Or like, I my life is falling apart. Why? And the amount of people who texted me, I actually jokingly thought I should just make a podcast to just send to people when random people text me this kind of stuff but then I was like no I should actually make a podcast and do this because so many people even my whole life ask me about astrology and how I learned about it and la 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 so I just feel really feel the need to explain what's been going on with the universe this summer specifically it's been a It's been a long, hard summer. But also, I wanted to really just make this accessible to people who may not know a lot about astrology or people who are just beginning their journey with learning more about astrology. And of course, if you are a person who's been a witchy witch (laughs) since they were young like me, I think you'll still enjoy this discussion Uh, But before we get into Mercury Retrograde, I just need to express some anger over a certain podcast publisher who wouldn't let me name this podcast what I wanted to name it. And again, if you follow me on Twitter, you might (laughs) know the original name Horoscope Bitch. I think I'm going to change it to Horoscope Witch. Um, But can we just take a second, like, how ridiculous is that? And not only ridiculous, but it's interesting, okay? Um, I was really triggered by all this, and I just had to take a step back. And it's just really interesting to pause and think about how much power certain words can hold in a society, especially curse words. I mean, we're told not to say them when we're little and of course that makes saying them all the more tempting Uh, but actually I would like to just suggest that we should say a curse word probably like once or twice a day if we can it actually really clears our throat chakras and I meet a lot of people who I think their throat chakras are kind of closed off um, especially if you're a Pisces like me Uh, sometimes we have trouble saying what we need to say thank god I have my mercury in Aquarius or (laughs) I don't know if I'd be making this podcast right now 
but it, even if like you have throat problems or have a history of health issues in your throat, your throat chakra is probably a little bit closed. So actually saying the F-bomb like once a day might help you. Um, but let's actually go into uh, the word bitch, which I could not use in the title of this podcast. Um, I actually think bitch might hold more power and have an even more negative connotation than the other swear words. But why is this? I was really thinking, and I mean, it has to be because bitch is inherently a female word. And I mean, it's been used against women for a really long time. Women use it against women. Men use it against women, and even men use it against men in a really demeaning way. And maybe I'm just stating the obvious here, but most of the time when men use it against women, they're using it as a way to demean a woman who was just trying to assert herself. So when a woman turns down a man's advances at a bar or deflects their compliment, quote-unquote, about her body, suddenly she's a bitch. But women are only bitches when they, I guess, quote-unquote, assert themselves like a man would. I feel like that's what makes a woman a bitch when she's actually saying the same stuff that a man would. I don't know, am I crazy? And I also just think bitch is a grown-up version of calling a little girl bossy. So let's just take a moment. I'm going to harness the anger against not being able to name my podcast Horoscope Bitch for all the taboos against the word. And I just really want to reclaim this word for ourselves I personally find it a really empowering word and just know that if I ever use the word, I mean it in the highest of compliments. And while we're at it, we should probably reclaim the word whore as well since that's still in the title, hopefully. And by the way, I'm not the first person to reclaim any of these words, nor would I ever claim to be the first person who is thinking of these ideas. But just let's just question, why does whore have a negative connotation? Well, whore connotes a sexually active women, woman. And I don't think that should be a thing. <laughs> and for the record, uh, just in this year, I've awakened to the countless moments in my life where, like, either as a girl or even now, I've been told that, sex or being sexy or sexuality or sensuality is a really horrible and shameful thing and that's really caused a lot of damage and I've been working on that healing healing that damage this year but it's been hard and I don't know if I'll ever fully heal from like the internalized shame that we just soak up as women or people who identify as women and you know totally I'm not discounting your story if you've experienced some kind of sexual assault at all like obviously I would never discount that experience but even for women who haven't been physically or sexually assaulted per se I think 
every single woman has experienced some form of trauma in some way even if it's like some old creepy dude like looking at your boobs like have you ever had that happen that is that those little things we collect inside the body and we store them and those little things just become internalized shame against us, against our bodies, against our sexuality, and it's sick. It's the exact same thing as we could even call it a microaggression. I mean, some of these things aren't even verbal. Some of these things are nonverbal, um, like a guy whistling at you or checking you out, and you feel disgusted, and that just literally gets stuck in the body if we don't let it out. And letting it out, I can just attest, it's an extremely painful, painful process. Um, but getting back to the word whore, which is just shaming sexually active women, uh, I think that's why it's so important to reclaim this word at this time and just kind of claim that, yes, women are sexual. Yes, we have a sexuality. Yes, we are sensual. Life comes from us. We create life, of course, and yet we're shamed for it. That's just the sickest thing. Um, of course, I think some listeners are probably like, yeah, duh. <laughs> but I'm just kind of ranting right now. Um, so now that I've reclaimed a bunch of words, what does this stuff even have to do with astrology or Mercury retrograde? Well, let me tell you, um, every time and everything that we've just discussed about the inherent meaning of whore and bitch and the reason why those words are taboo is actually the exact same reason why astrology is taboo in this society. And for that matter, astrology is taboo for the same reason midwifery or veganism are taboo. And it all roots back to the fact that these things are an expression of the divine feminine. Now, if we go back in time, like way, way, way back in time, I'm talking like the first humans. Uh, let's ask ourselves, who was God to the first humans? Well, God was the sun. God was the moon. God was the stars. Our ancient ancestors knew that they were inherently connected to the universe, just like we know now that we are inherently connected to the universe, but now we just kind of repress it, or some of us do, or most of us do repress that knowledge. Um, and that kind of also goes to why so many people are turned off by astrology. I think they're actually repressing uh, some kind of subconscious knowledge that we're connected to the universe and that can be terrifying but um our ancestors obviously used the sky to give them give them important answers and uh those answers aren't necessarily the same questions that we ask today like our ancestors weren't asking the stars like hey should i like go after caveman one or caveman two like <laughs> like they're not considering those kind of questions but uh they were looking to the stars to tell them practical stuff like when was the next big flood coming or when are the seasons going to change um 
we can even see this, like, for instance, in the sign of Virgo. Virgo is, uh, if you look at the symbology of Virgo, she's this beautiful woman. She's a virgin. She's in a field harvesting wheat. And when does Virgo happen? Well, it happens at the end of summer, beginning of fall. So, of course, that constellation would have signaled to our ancestors that you know, it was about time to make the last harvest. And same thing with Scorpio. Okay, Scorpio is uh, the death card in the tarot. And a lot of the symbology of Scorpio has to do with death. And again, when does Scorpio happen? Well, it happens at the beginning of winter, aka when all of our crops die. So, of course, our ancestors would have associated the constellation of Scorpio with death and um, later rebirth. But, okay, when did this all change, though? When did we start thinking it was silly or stupid to look at the sky for uh, for answers? Uh, Okay, spoiler, I do want to get into this stuff that I'm about to get into, but I'm not a historian or anything. I just love the study of religion. And all I know that is that, like, once monotheistic religions started coming about, that's when things started to get a little dicey with astrology. Now, I don't think any religion actually conflicts with astrology. Like, if you were raised Christian or Catholic, like, maybe you were told that, like, astrology goes against, like, our beliefs or whatever. Um, I really don't think that's true. I think astrology is the perfect pairing to any religion, or it's the perfect spirituality to just have alone. Um, uh, There is astrology in almost every religious text, okay? Like, people have written their thesis about like the astrology in the bible and even religious artwork or stories like that all has astrology stuff in it um even take the phrase mazel tov. the literal translation of mazel tov means good stars so when you say that to someone you're actually wishing them like a good alignment in the sky isn't that crazy i always love that but uh Obviously, the way religion is carried out is so much different than what the text is saying or what the art is saying. And in history, there were so many, let's zoom in on Christianity, there were so many Christian philosophers who started to preach against astrology. And actually, St. Augustine was the OG hater of astrology. Uh, So when people say they don't believe in astrology because of quote-unquote science or scientific reasons, you can tell them they're actually subconsciously repeating something St. Augustine said, and they just don't know it because we're very unaware of how much Christianity influences our day-to-day life and our day-to-day beliefs. Um, But or maybe some of us are aware of it, but, uh, and for that matter, if we're, to the people who don't believe in astrology because of science, quote-unquote, and by the way, I consider myself a woman of science, if you really believe in the Big Bang Theory, then 
in my eyes astrology must be true right like if we're if we buy into the the theory that like we're all made from little pieces of the universe i mean how could the universe not affect us if we're all made of stardust quote unquote if we're quoting like a pinterest board or something but anyways uh This all makes sense because going back to Christianity, if we're going to look at Christianity as a tool of oppression and control, of course the Christians would have had to make astrology taboo. They needed us to stick to this idea of one God and heaven and hell to create this really deep-rooted fear of like divine retribution and that's how we get the peasants to harvest the crops uh yes in the past that is literally we had to get get the peasants to harvest the crops but we still in a sense have to get the peasants to harvest the crops today if you're picking up what i'm putting down but historically who had access to the bible okay well it was the rich people Back when there wasn't printing presses and we only had scribes, only the kings and super rich people had access to the Bible. And aka, this is how rich people became became the voice of God. I mean, this is how Henry VIII was able to, like, create his own religion, right? And um, this is how the rich people became the voice of reason and the voice of morality, And we can still see that in our society today. Now, by the way, this is all such basic stuff, and I'm not even saying anything new. But yeah, we can still see it today, like aka America being built on this false interpretation of the Bible that keeps the rich empowered and everybody else disempowered. And I mean, as long as we have this image of Jesus with a machine gun shooting black people and the gays we're all good right like that's gonna keep us all in control under the man right i mean uh, of course the patriarchy wouldn't want astrology to be a thing astrology is free it doesn't cost money to talk to our ancestors or look at the sky and also The bigger point here is astrology and spirituality are empowering, especially to the woman. I mean, just look at the witch-burning phenomenon. That was a straight-up holocaust against women. Against women who were in tune with their divine feminine and women who knew how to harness the powers of the universe and use those powers to their advantage of course we had to burn those people at the stake because any threat to the patriarchy needs to be eradicated immediately obviously so where am i going with all of this uh uh i think right now astrology is more popular than ever And I don't think it's just a trend. I think society is in a time of awakening. Um, And that's really the only plus side to Trump being president. I mean, Trump being president is literally the universe screaming at us to wake up and start awakening to the fact that 
we are all connected and we are all just microcosms a part of a greater macrocosm of the universe and right now despite all the horrible things happening in the world i think we are on this like beautiful and natural progression towards a more spiritual way of life and that's why i don't believe astrology is just a trend right now i think we're actually moving to that direction of living and the same thing goes with say veganism veganism people say vegans are a trend all the time but i would deeply disagree and i think again more and more people awakening to the fact that we're all just little parts of a bigger world so uh wow i don't know how i just got on that spiel but if you're still listening to all of this, I should give you a prize and let's get into Mercury retrograde now. So Mercury retrograde uh, started in June 26th and now it's going to go till August 27th and this retrograde is happening in Leo. So it is Leo season. So does anybody feel super sick in general? I've had some really weird illnesses come up during this retrograde. And also, I apologize for these dogs barking in the background. I I live in Malaysia, so, you know, there's a lot of animals outside. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, these illnesses that I've been having, I don't know if it's this retrograde. Does anybody else feel sick? I don't know. Um... We're also in eclipse season, which is a super powerful time. And we had an eclipse in Cancer on July 12th. We had a huge full moon lunar eclipse in Aquarius on July 27th. Like, I literally don't feel like the same person after that eclipse on the 27th. And then coming up, we'll have the Leo eclipse on August 11th. Hopefully this podcast will be up by that, God willing. Also, uh, FYI, a ton of planets, a shit ton of planets are in retrograde right now. It's not just Mercury. Um, So between these three eclipses and Mercury retrograde and all the other planets in retrograde, yeah, I mean, there's good chance you're feeling like shit. And if you do, you're not alone. Um, Not to say these eclipses and Mercury retrograde can't bring really good things in your life because they can totally bring you good things. And I am a huge advocate for bringing a more positive spin to Mercury retrograde because, I, I don't know, for some reason people know Mercury retrograde. It's like, I feel like the most popular astrological event to have some sort of knowledge about but the cliche is often kind of wrong I mean it's right in some ways but uh there's just cliche that during mercury retrograde your car is going to get stolen and your bank account is going to get canceled and you're going to lose your keys you're going to get in a car accident all these like super material things are going to happen And it's just simply not true sometimes. I mean, there are some Mercury retrogrades where we'll still be on time for work every single day and uh, certain things won't necessarily happen to us. A lot of Mercury retrogrades feel more internal. So 
like every mercury retrograde is not the same every single one is different right now like i said we have a mercury retrograde in the sign of leo so yes this could be bringing up some more material things around uh, mercury retrograde those cliche things like losing our keys or getting sick like the way i feel sick right now um might actually happen but before we get into more about the mercury retrograde we are in right now um in order to explain what this astrological event really is i find the best way to explain it is in the mythology of the planet mercury now who is ruled or who rules mercury mercury is ruled by the messenger god hermes and we all probably know Hermes. Um, he is the messenger god who wears the winged shoes. He carries uh, messages from uh, the underworld up into heaven in the mythology stories. And uh, actually, there's an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch that has like something to do with uh, Hermes. Oh, gosh, I wish that show was on Netflix I would totally watch it, Um, but yeah, let me know if you remember that episode. But yeah, so obviously, if Hermes is the ruler of Mercury, yeah, the planet itself is going to rule communication and technology. And of course, when Mercury's in retrograde, those things are going to go awry. So kind of veering away from these cliches of uh, missed calls, missed opportunities during Mercury retrograde, um, I actually would really like to say that this is a really good time to go inwards and check our compasses. Uh, what, what do I mean by that? Well, if we're all walking in life on a path <laughs> and we're wearing winged shoes to bring us forward suddenly our winged shoes are needing repair they're in the shop and the shoe repair guy gives us a pair of concrete blocks to wear as shoes instead of our our winged shoes um what do we do with that when we're wearing concrete blocks on our feet because quite literally that's what Mercury retrograde does to us, right? Um, it actually forces us to slow down. But why? I mean, does the universe just like to piss, piss us off? Um, no. I think this is a good time to go inwards and, like I said, check your compass. What do I mean like by that? If you're stopped in the middle of the road and you have concrete blocks on your feet, take out your compass from your uh, pocket and uh, check out what way are you, were you walking before that? What way were you flying your winged shoes? Uh, Were you actually pointing your compass in a direction of a fuckboy who doesn't give a shit about you? And now you're forced to stop and see the truth in that? Or maybe you were pointing your compass in a direction that is kind of a life your parents imagined for you but you don't actually want that life but for some reason you're still pointing your compass in that direction um 
Or maybe you thought, you truly thought you were on your divine path. You truly thought you were following your passion, but then something happened and now you're you're not so sure about that path that you were so certain of for like years. And now you're like, what? Like, uh, what? <laughs> so these are the types of things that Mercury Retrograde kind of forces upon us. And let me tell you, every time something does delay you during Mercury Retrograde, maybe you're you're on the train and the train just stops and it shuts down and it's tracks or you um your car breaks down and you're pulled over on the side of the road for a couple hours this is quite literally the universe giving us all the opportunity to stop and reassess this is the universe giving us an extra hour although we may be late for work it wants us to use this hour or the couple hours that we're being delayed and really think about what's happening and where we're going and this is the real gift of mercury retrograde even though in the moment it seems really shitty now it's also important to mention that mercury retrograde happens three times a year it already happened this year Uh, the last mercury retrograde was march 22nd until april 15th now if we think back to around that time the things that were happening around that time um perhaps you thought something was finished or maybe something ended on a bad note or whatever it may be something was unresolved during that time now i can almost guarantee that it's going to come back up again uh, maybe not physically come up again, but mentally for sure. Uh, like even if you say broke up with someone during that time, um, you two are no longer speaking, let's say, uh, you thought you were over it, but now suddenly all these thoughts are coming back up. Now that doesn't necessarily mean your ex is texting you or you're texting your ex, but you know, maybe these thoughts are resurfacing about the breakup. Why did we break up? I miss them, blah, blah, blah. Also, by the way, if you are physically texting your ex or responding to messages from your ex, you might want to check that compass. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, so uh, things definitely are going to resurface and come up. And that all comes back to the fact that... um, humans perceive time as linear right we think time is going in a straight line of past present and future but what's really beautiful about astrology and astrological time is that everything is going in a circle and that's really the true nature of time and this is why mercury retrograde um, circulates certain things in our lives that need to be addressed And if something from like end of March, beginning of April comes up right now and you choose not to deal with it, um, there's just going to be another Mercury retrograde, uh, I think sometime in December. So, um, yeah, really, really take that time and rest. Don't rush things. Uh... Contrary to popular belief, people think you can't sign contracts during Mercury retrograde, you shouldn't get married during retrograde, or whatever. 
Um, but it's my belief that, like, I think you can plant certain seeds during this time, but I wouldn't expect growth, right? If we plant a flower in the ground, a flower seed, and we water it and come back exactly the next day, there's not going to be a full-blown flower there, right? Um, same thing with Mercury retrograde. If we do start a project now, it might be off to a slow start. Um, doesn't mean you shouldn't start it. I mean, I'm still putting out this podcast during Mercury retrograde because I feel like it's the good t- a good time to do it. And I feel like very compelled to talk about retrograde with people who seek my advice um, but yeah, don't don't expect too much growth in your ideas right now. But also, don't hatch things prematurely. Um, if you have a really good idea, uh, just work on it independently. And don't tell too many people about it. For instance, before making this podcast, I really only told a select few amount of people because I didn't want anybody to like crush my dreams uh so uh yeah don't hatch things don't tell too many people your plans especially if they're in the beginning phases uh because people have the tendency to you know say something and then that'll light your insecurities on fire and then it'll keep you from doing something that you were actually meant to do So new projects are totally okay. Just work on them really diligently. Work on them secretly. You know what? Work on them like a Virgo would. That's what I love about Virgos. They're just really usually in tune with their divine work. And they are so diligent and uh, for the most part. And yeah, do things like a Virgo would right now, even though it's Leo season. Um, And also, just for the record... During Mercury Retrograde, if we go against our intuition, that's when the bad shit happens, okay? Um, It could be as simple as your friends are like, hey, let's go out to a bar tonight, and you're just not feeling it. You want to stay home and take a bubble bath, but you force yourself to go out because you have FOMO. That's when your keys are going to get stolen or whatever. Um, So again, really listening to that intuition during this time. And don't be afraid to rest. I am the I am so tired right now in this past week or two that even like I can't even work out. Like and that sounds like a shitty excuse, but I actually love working out and I go for really long walks typically about every single day and then I always try to meditate after those long walks. But even lately it's felt more imperative to my self-care quote-unquote to actually stay inside and rest than go outside um and we're all just really detoxing right now so I hope this mercury retrograde advice helped you a little bit and I hope I helped helped you understand the retrograde season a little bit more Next episode, let's talk about more planets. Let's talk about Mars. Let's talk about Neptune. Let's talk about why those planets are in retrograde and what's happening with them and how that's affecting us. And I'm sure I'll think of a bunch more of topics as well that we can explore. Oh, also, I forgot. (laughs) I have the tarot cards staring right at me. 
I pulled a couple tarot cards and I asked um, our guides or our spirits or ancestors, whatever you want to call them, uh, if I could have a message for the people who are listening to this uh, podcast. And the card that came out was the Four of Wands, which is a really positive card um, in a traditional like Rider Waite Smith deck. The um, the Four of Wands kind of represents uh, or depicts like these this kind of celebration. I'll put the name of the card in the show notes so you can Google it. But this card for me, coming up during Mercury Retrograde, is such an invitation to check your foundation. This is exactly what I was talking about with the compass, okay? If we build a life on a foundation that isn't aligned with our divine purpose, things are going to crumble a little bit. So check the foundations of your life. Um, what, what work are you doing and why are you doing it? Which parts of you are acting out of fear? Um, I really like to kind of take a step back and uh, maybe every, every so often and ask like, which parts of my daily behaviors are, am I acting out of fear? Like maybe you've been working as a waitress, let's say, for the past couple years and uh, and you're really hankering to do something else, but you are too scared because of X, Y, and Z. You don't have enough money. You want to move to a new place, but you're scared of money, la, la, la. And you just kind of keep staying in the same place, not because you like it, but because you're scared to upgrade yourself. Um, we can really get to the root of that if we check out, check our foundation. And by the way, if you're scared of, you know, not taking the next step with your life because of money, money can be super easily manifested. Uh, I can talk about that in the next episode, but, uh, we all have such a bad relationship with money when really we can easily improve it. So I'll definitely talk about some things we can do with that fear in the next episode. But thank you so much for listening, uh, and I'll see you guys next time.